Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Opati versus Republic of Sudan, Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit, argued February 24th, 2020, decided May 18th, 2020. In 1998, Al-Qaeda operatives detonated truck bombs outside the United States embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. Victims and their family members sued the Republic of Sudan under the state-sponsored terrorism exception to the Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act, FSIA, formerly 28 U.S.C. Section 1605A7, alleging that Sudan had assisted Al-Qaeda in perpetrating the attacks. At the time, the plaintiff faced Section 1606's bar on punitive damages for suits proceeding under any of the Section 1605 sovereign immunity exceptions. In 2008, Congress amended the FSIA in the National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA. In the NDAA Section 1083A, Congress moved Section 1605A7 to a new section and created an express federal cause of action for acts of terror that also provided for punitive damages. See Section 1605A-C. In Section 1083C-2, it gave effect to existing lawsuits that had been adversely affected by prior law as if they had been originally filed under the new Section 1605AC. And in Section 1083C3, it provided a time-limited opportunities for plaintiffs to file new actions arising out of the same act or incident as an earlier action and claim Section 1605A's benefits. Following these amendments, the original plaintiffs amended their complaint to include the new federal cause of action under 1605AC, and hundreds of other, others filed new similar claims. The district court entered judgment for the plaintiffs and awarded approximately $10.2 billion in damages, including roughly $4.3 billion in punitive damages. As relevant here, the Court of Appeals held that the plaintiffs were not entitled to punitive damages because Congress had included no statement in the NDAA Section 1083 clearly authorizing punitive damages for a pre-enactment conduct. The Supreme Court held a decision below is vacated and remanded and Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court. Plaintiffs in a federal cause of action under Section 1605A-C, may seek punitive damages for pre-enactment conduct, even assuming, without granting, that Sudan may claim the benefit of the presumption of prospectivity, the assumption that Congress means its legislation to apply only to future conduct, see uh, Landgraf versus USI Film Production, Congress was as clear as it could have been when it expressly authorized punitive damages under Section 1605AC and explicitly made that new cause of action available to remedy certain past acts of terrorism. Sudan stresses that Section 1083C does not itself contain an express authorization of punitive damages. It does admit that Section 1083C authorizes plaintiffs to bring Section 1605AC claims for pre-enactment conduct and it does concede that Section 1605AC allows for damages that may include economic damages, salatium, and pain and suffering for pre-enactment conduct. That list in this 
or that list in the statute also includes punitive damages, and no plausible account of Section 1083C could be clear enough to authorize the retroactive application of all other Section 1605AC features except punitive damages. Sudan also contends that Section 1605AC's wording may include punitive damages fails the clarity test, but the word may clearly connotes discretion, Halo Electronics versus Pulse Electronics, and simply vests district courts with discretion to determine whether punitive damages are appropriate. In addition, all of the categories of special damages mentioned in Section 1605AC are provided on equal terms. Finally, Sudan suggests that a super-clarity rule should apply here because retroactive punitive damages raise special constitutional concerns. Such an interpretive rule is not reasonably administrable. This court declines to resolve other matters raised by the parties outside the question presented, but having decided that punitive damages are permissible for federal claims and that the reasons the Court of Appeals offered for its contrary decision were mistaken, it follows that the Court of Appeals must also reconsider its decision concerning the availability of punitive damages for claims proceeding under state law. The decision below is vacated and remanded. Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the Court, in which all other members joined except Justice Kavanaugh, who took no part in the consideration or decision of this case. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number 80. Or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.